Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Hope you enjoyed uh, the head ball coach and the Gator QB Shane Matthews here inside the huddle. Jose Tovar is going to produce Sports Scene today, and we're going to do a rerun of what we did last Tuesday uh, because we're going to talk to a lot of the high school area coaches still involved in the state playoffs regional finals. Union County will face Lafayette, and with us is Union County's coach Andrew Thomas. Coach, congratulations on last week. Let's start with that. What went right for you when you got that win? Uh, The biggest thing, our kids played with just extreme effort i mean just we, we played hard wasn't our wasn't our best game i'd say as far as execution especially on the offensive side um we 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 got in some bad situations early in the game in, in field position um but man we just battled and we battled and we battled and we made it a fourth quarter game and uh, our defense played extremely well uh, played hard uh, we played physical they had one drive they kind of um stuck it on us a little bit in the first half and other than that um, our D-line and, and our second-level guys played extremely well. I think they only had eight yards passing against us. Um, and Madison's traditionally a, a running football team. and they, they, they have new staff now, so they've kind of changed some stuff, but they were still you know, trying to run the ball. Had some success at times, but our defense played really well. And then, and then you know, eventually we got some, some plays on offense going. And, but I think the biggest thing was, you know, we, we, we just played hard and our kids wanted it and, and we took it to a four-quarter game. And being at home helped as well. You know, I think it's great, Coach, and I don't care what you're coaching, that, you know, if you don't play your best, but your team still hangs around and makes it a, four, a fourth-quarter game, says a lot about the, the toughness and, and what the kids bring to the table, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. We've um, and, and we've kind of been battle-tested to get to this point. We, we beat Columbia County back in week and a similar game where it wasn't probably our best showing, um, but we played hard and we just kept competing and uh, give ourselves a chance. And then, you know, late late third quarter into the fourth quarter, we took over. And that was really just like this game. I and mean, we kind of took over mid-third quarter and never really looked back from that point. Tell me about Lafayette. Well, they're 10-2 um, they're and two coming in. I've uh, had a lot of success. They're a young football team. Some of their skilled kids, uh, they've got a freshman quarterback uh, that's an elusive player. Uh, their running back uh, is slippery. Uh, they got a good scheme. Coach Edwards does a good job with those guys. I mean, they're they're crisp in their scheme. And, and like most Mayo teams in the past, I mean, kids play hard. Uh, you've never seen any uh, Mayo teams not play hard and try and play physical football. Uh, Coach Pearson for years was there and, um, you know, Marcus played for him, and now you've got a lot of Mayo guys on that staff. So you can tell they play with a lot of pride. Uh, they, they uh, again, like I said, play play hard. They want to play physical. Kind of runs through their quarterback on offense, um, and run a lot of option stuff. So we got to be physical, and we got to we got to be sound in, in our defensive approach. And then offensively, I think the biggest thing for us, uh, we we've, we're going. to see a similar defense to what we saw last week on the schematic side of things but um we we just got to do a better job of uh 
prosecuting our stuff, you know, and not get caught so much up in them. But um, we got to do a better job of running football because that's that's what we are. I mean, we we play good defense when we run the football, and you know that 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 wins a lot of football games. No doubt. Uh, with I'm I'm sure you're glad to be in this position, but with Thanksgiving coming up, does it change the preparation at all for the game? It doesn't really change it. Our times are a little bit different. Um, we're going in the mornings now. Um, you know, you've got kids don't have to worry about school. So it's really probably a little bit more focus. Um, this is our third year in a row we practiced this week. Exactly. And um, so our kids are used to it. Um, they, they, we can spend a little bit more time in film. You know, that's a positive uh, that, that we can do because, you know, they don't really have, we have a few kids that maybe have to go to work, things like that. Um, but, you know, it just allows us more time to prep and uh, we can get things done in the mornings and, um, that's probably the, the biggest thing. But uh, like I said, our kids have been been down this road, and just being able to practice at this point in the season, no, you know, it's just a reminder you've had you've had a good season when you're when you're practicing on Thanksgiving morning. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Gonna have a gonna have a home game uh, again, and then you know, depending on how the region falls in the Panhandle, who wins that, uh, we possibly could be home next week in the semis as well. It's really good. It, you know, Hopefully, if we can get there. Yep. Andrew, wish you luck, uh, and uh, congratulations on a good year so far. Wish you luck against Lafayette. Yes, sir. Thank you. Andrew Thomas, head football coach at Union County. Twelve eleven time check brought to you by Hayes Chittery. Ben Brown, pro, foot fo- pro football focus, will join us next. Talk a little National Football League. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. Both Santa Fe men's and women's basketball teams are set to be in action tonight. The women will be playing at 5.30 against Hillsborough Community College, while the men will be playing at 6 against Tallahassee Community College. Both Santa Fe teams come in with a combined 7 wins on the season. The Florida Gators football team will continue to prep for their big rivalry game on Friday against Florida State. The Gators are 6-5 this year, while Florida State is 8-3 and is currently ranked 16th in the nation, but fell to Florida in last year's only meeting in Gainesville. Also, the Florida Gators men's and women's basketball teams will play later this week. The men will begin the Phil Knight Legacy Tournament against Xavier in Oregon on Thursday at 5.30, while the women will compete in the St. Pete Showcase on Thursday at 3 p.m. against Green Bay. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Ruffman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Score big this Christmas with a gift from Electronics World. Hi, this is Chris Doring. I trust Electronics World for the electronics in my home and highly recommend them. In football, you have to have a great lineup to be successful. And it's the same for the electronics in your home. Check out the Electronics World lineup. Sony, Bowers & Wilkins, Marantz, Yamaha, BDI, Sunbright, Sonos, URC, and more. This holiday season, give them or yourself a gift to enhance your home or office from Electronics World in Gainesville. Online at electronicsworld.net. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? 
This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty, infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at RadiantCU.org slash earn more. Federally insured by NCUA. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Gator fans, make a fashion statement this season from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator Gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Wrights Union. Gator Gear is among the most fashionable gear you can have. Choose from hundreds of orange and blue designs, plus the largest selection of new Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections. In school or out of school, the UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. Wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! We are your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, now joins us. He's going to talk a little NFL with us today. Ben, welcome. Uh, can you do something about the Jets, please? I, as a Jets fan, I watched their defense is so good, and it was embarrassing to to watch them. And, and he's not committed to Wilson as the starter. Do the Jets need to do something here? Yeah, I, I very much think they have to. I think that the writing is kind of on the wall. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, uh, you know, throw 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 a young quarterback to the side so quickly. But I think kind of when you lose the locker room, there's just a situation that's not going to turn around, especially this year. Maybe there's a you know a remake in the offseason or something like that. But it's very clear that you know either Joe Flacco or Mike White are going to be, I would say, better starting quarterback options for this specific team in this specific year. Uh, right now, and I think you know Flacco's kind of shown that to start the season, and I very much think he should be the guy, uh, you know, that they go with here because you know they are still very much, um, you know, kind of in the thick of it at least as far as getting into the playoffs. So there's hope, uh, and they have a very talented young roster. So I think it's time to move away from Zach Wilson and probably look to you know the veteran option that they have behind him. Uh, Dallas obliterates Minnesota, and you know if the Vikings weren't particularly uh, sparkling their record was uh is this a blip or is this a problem for the vikings 
Yeah, I don't think, you know, in any the extreme examples of teams being really good and really bad are kind of hard to buy into. I do think this was, you know, the worst performance from the Vikings by a long shot. I also think Dallas kind of matches up well against them. And I think, you know, the Christian Derrissai injury specifically, uh, you know, severely hampered their offense in this particular matchup. I think if they see Dallas once again in the playoffs, that would once again be, the, you know, kind of concerning. But I also think, you know, the, the Vikings specifically probably match up pretty well against a number of the other teams in the NFC. So if they can maybe avoid Dallas, you know, I, I think there's still at least contenders to get out of the NFC. But uh, I, I think that particular match is going to always give them headaches with Micah Parsons and everyone else, you know, kind of owning that front, you know, that front four area in the trenches. And if they can't win that from the Vikings perspective, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be behind the chains the entire game. So that's kind of what we saw play out. Uh, I do think the Vikings typically could match up, uh, you know, reasonably well against a team like Philadelphia or Tampa Bay. But uh, I do think they are definitely a tier below the NFC, you know, contenders, contenders, I would say right now. You know, a team that intrigues me is the team that played last night, uh, Ben San Francisco. I, I, I think sometimes they play really great. What's your take on the 49ers? Yeah, they can very much, you know, when they are hitting on all cylinders, they do have, you know, Nick Bosa back. I think, you know, their, their injury situation in the secondary, although it was a little concerning coming out of the game, it looked very much re- resolved with Traverius Ward, I would say. You know, playing pretty well, he is their best cornerback. I do think they need him kind of in the thick of things in order to really be, a, you know, a top three, top two, you know, level defense. But if they get that, uh, they very much have enough pieces offensively for Jimmy Garoppolo to, you know, kind of navigate this yards after the catch ability. Him and Kyle Shanahan, you know, very much, I would say, are on the same page. And I think Shanahan has shown, you know, week in and week out, he can definitely maximize Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths. And I think when you kind of combine all that, you know, they are very much, uh, you know, probably looking like the best team in the NFC right now. I think it's very clear that, you know, Dallas, San Francisco, uh, you know, Philadelphia has had such an easy schedule up to this point where it would be, you know, I would say nice to see them maybe come from behind against a decent team. I know they did that against the Colts last weekend, but, you know, uh, against a team that I would consider, you know, a playoff caliber type team, are they actually going to be able to come back you know, given the way that the Eagles kind of play football is, is still the question. So I think it's very much, you know, the 49ers and the Cowboys, uh, you know, as the top two teams in the NFC as we kind of head into this late stretch, that last stretch of NFL action. I want to end with two teams that I think have underachieved in each division. The Packers are 4-7, and seven, and they have a minus 41-point differential. At, what is their future now? I mean, is Aaron Rodgers going to stick? Do they play love finally? What what do the Packers do here these last few games? Yeah, I think you know this 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 Sunday night match that they have coming up here against you know the Eagles is going to be really telling, and and we kind of have seen the you know the betting market drift away from the Packers once again here, and I think if they you know get blown out here on Sunday night it is time to find out what they have in Jordan Love at quarterback, right? Like, I think, you know, given given the contract situation with Aaron Rodgers and everything else, it is, you know, pertinent that they understand what Jordan Love could potentially offer them as a starting quarterback solution, you know, at the NFL level. So I think moving to him, especially if they get blown out here on Sunday, is is definitely the correct, uh, the correct decision from a team-building perspective for the Green Bay Packers right now. And the other team in the AFC is Denver. I mean, they mortgage their future – been to get Russell Wilson and offensively again they're in the minus category as well where does the where's the issue here with the Broncos and what's their future 
Yeah, it's uh, you know I think maybe in some ways we we overvalued the, the receiving unit that the that the that the Broncos had and kind of bought into you know Jerry Judy very much being you know a legitimate threat downfield and had it had maybe you know the quarterback was kind of the reason why he was holding him back but I think they you know very much. Uh, you know, it was a drop off for Russell Wilson with what he had, uh, you know, at the wide receiver position going from Seattle to Denver. And, and he struggled without kind of being able to, you know, get bailed out throwing the football far downfield. And I also think, you know, a lot of it goes back to Nathaniel Hackett, right? I think not only is it, you know, the, the offensive scheme really isn't playing overall to Russell Wilson's strengths, but, you know, the, the in-game decision making and everything else is kind of leaving them behind the eight ball in so many scenarios. So I think it's really hard to win football games like that, even with, you know, uh, a top five caliber type defense. But, uh, you know, it, whatever they can do to hit the reset button, whether that's the Daniel Hackett maybe being a one-and-done coach or, or what have you, but they are very much, I would say, you know, committed to Russell Wilson long-term, uh, you know, as unfortunate as that may look right now. And I think that, you know, understanding and being able to maximize his strengths in the, in the next two seasons very much has to be, um, you, you know, the correcting point for this team because I think Russell Wilson can maybe still play at a somewhat high level, uh, you know, if, if everything else around him is quite solid. And defensively, you know, the Broncos definitely offer him that. So uh, I think the I think the main problem I would say is Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see if you know that's corrected and moved on from this offseason or not. Okay, uh, as always, Ben. Where can people see your work? Yeah, so PFF underscore Ben Brown. You can follow me on Twitter. We got you know the mobile app and everything else. Uh, coming out, giving insights for uh, fantasy and betting. And, you know, make sure you check it out, download the app. Uh, we'd love to appreciate and hear any, you know, feedback that anybody has uh, as far as things that they'd like to see from, uh, you know, betting or fantasy perspective. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Steve. Have a great show. Yep. Thank you. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Uh, we have a lot of guests today. Tomorrow, we have a very unique show because we are going to have prognostication Friday tomorrow and we're going to have a Florida Florida State football pregame show yeah that's all tomorrow uh, today Mark says I've enjoyed listening to your show for quite some time now I appreciate that Mark one thing I've noticed you often will play devil's advocate or just disagree with a caller's opinion after the game Saturday and yesterday uh, somebody called in and stated that that AR is not very bright or cerebral as a quarterback. Each time you passed on challenging Matt. Out of curiosity, do you agree with Matt's take? Because I kind of do. Uh, when somebody says, sometimes I ignore it because I don't want to go off. Okay? When somebody says, not very bright, and that's another word for stupid or another phrase for stupid, if you're playing quarterback at the collegiate level in Division I, you're not stupid. Now, can you say, uh, is the quarterback consistent? I don't think AR is very consistent. Okay, Can you say he needs work on some things? Yes, you can say that. But let me, let me throw this out at you. Okay, If I gave you this statistic, okay? Over the last four games, quarterback X, 71 of 30, 984 yards, eight touchdowns, one interception, three rushing touchdowns. What would you say? I mean, pretty good, right? 
Well, that's Anthony Richardson. So what what is he held to, right? What nobody wants to discuss here, and I get it because it, it involves fandom and what you think, is how many people have turned on him. Because in the after last year, the flashes we saw over the summer, he's going to win the Heisman, you know, blah, blah, blah. Where's that? Where's that now? Now all of a sudden, you know, some have gone from he's the best thing Florida's ever had, going to win the Heisman, to now he's not very smart. And I'm going to, before the show is over, I'm going to play you a clip from Billy Napier and a clip from Anthony Richardson when it comes to the RPO. The question, I think, going forward for him is going to be, can he be more consistent if he stays? And and will Florida be able to really grow as an offense? What you saw last week, he threw for 400 yards to backup receivers, essentially. And yet, you know, the out-of-bounds play that he threw and then the ball in the stand, I mean, those stick out too. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Buolts still alive in the football playoffs. Their coach, Mark Whittemore, joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you You will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. 
fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome, I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. The holiday season is right around the corner. So give the gift that's hard to wrap, but easy to give. Give them a steal. From powerful trimmers, blowers, and chainsaws under the tree to branded accessories stuffed in their stockings, the Steel Holiday Gift Guide has something for everyone. Visit your local steel dealer or go to steelusa.com slash gift guide. Real steel. Find yours. Available at participating dealers while supplies last. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated, for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies will remain mostly cloudy through the afternoon, with temperatures getting into the upper 60s and low 70s. Rain chances will hold off for the time being, but they will start to increase, especially after sunset tonight, with a chance for showers through the overnight hours and into early Wednesday. After that, we should dry out Wednesday into Thursday, with temperatures in the low 70s. Rain chances return by Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Travis Kelsey, when you start to look at the tight end positions historically, he's just like right there at the top, man. And you could always argue there's Antonio Gates or Tony Gonzalez or whoever you want to Shannon Sharp. This dude right here, though, he's probably the best. Better than Gronk, Key? Gronk comes with a lot of, you know, snack, cracker, pop, Super Bowl championships. Where this dude is just a different dude. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. 
Welcome back. We're hoping to talk with uh, Beholds football coach Mark Whittemore. In the meantime, take a couple of emails here. Jim says, appears to be a lot of discussion about whether Richardson's 400 yards passing was good, great, or not. From the couch, it appears to me you have to judge the results of the passing, so no, it wasn't that great. So if a guy runs for 200 yards and the team loses, is that not great? How do you judge it? So, the, But if a guy goes... Uh, 8 for 10 for 100 yards and no touchdowns and his team wins from the couch, is that a good performance? He threw three touchdown passes in the game, by the way. Also, seems the team wasn't up to play Vandy. Seem to remember a loss when Steve was the coach and the player said he just wasn't fired up to play. I recall Steve said you only have to get fired up 11 days a year. If you can't do that, you maybe need to find another place to play. What I think happens is, it's a. I'm not saying they were or weren't, but I think that always comes up when you play a team that seems to have less talent than you. You weren't up to play the game. That's that's the convenient thing. Well, maybe on that day. I mean, in baseball, right, there's teams that win 100 games a year. So they only lose 62. So if you play, if the Dodgers, say, are playing the Diamondbacks, well, most times the Dodgers win. But when the Diamondbacks win, well, they weren't really up for the game. So, I mean, sometimes that is the case. But I think it's a sort of a convenient excuse. Uh, maybe just on that day, the other team was better than you. And that happens sometimes in competitive sports. 3928255, email uh, russell at com. Congratulations to Florida women's basketball last night, uh, getting a win. And. Both teams playing <clears throat> Thanksgiving in different tournaments, time of the year. Boy, John Calipari's hearing it after Kentucky lost to Gonzaga. You, you know, you, you just kind of wonder with him, you know, how long he, because by Kentucky standards, let's face it, <clears throat> you know what that is. Um, Mark says, it's a good question. He says, if Tennessee loses to Vanderbilt and they have a three-loss season, will their fan base consider it to be a bad year? Uh, in the short term, yes, I think it would because of what it could have accomplished. But at the beginning, again, at the beginning of the year, if you just said, hey, we're 9-3, and three, I think most Tennessee fans would have accepted that, but given where they were, you know, number five at one point in the playoff poll, it'd be a disappointing end of the season. Daryl, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. 
I'm kind of I'm, I'm struggling with this AR um, conversation because I don't, he didn't put himself on that pedestal. He was put there by media or whoever started this Heisman and NFL talk, and then so I think we forget he's only been a, he's a one year starter. You look at some of these other quarterbacks. They had a Tennessee quarterback that just got hurt. He's been in a, he, you know he was there at Tennessee for one year, but he's a veteran quarterback going into it. Um, he's not a veteran quarterback. He's got, what, 11, 12 games on his belt? He's getting there. He's making mistakes. But we, I think we get, he's getting some undue criticism. Some of it's, you know, but it's just, to me, it's a lot, a lot on him. Um, I mean, who did, like the play calling changed, too. I understand we, you know, what, what was defense was given, but a lot was on him to, you know, make those plays in that game um, without the running game. So I just think sometimes when he loses, he gets beat, really beat up. And I think that's the, I know that's the nature of the position, but he's really taking a blunt of this, you know, um, should he come back and all these type deals. You know, I think it's just a little too much for me. Well, I, I, I've said this earlier today. I will say it again. Rightly, wrongly, when a fan base expects something – and they don't get it, if it's whether it's, you know, right or wrong, then some of that fan base will turn and some of that fan base will be vocal about their issues. And I I don't know how many other ways I can say this without, you know, sounding like a broken record. I I sat here and, and heard people who, because of Anthony's small sample size and his spectacular plays, most of which, by the way, were with his feet, not his arm, that, you know, he was going to win the Heisman and he's the best thing and blah, blah, blah. So the expectation from some of the fan base was out of control. And Yeah, but can I, can I ask you? Sure. But, but that, that expectation, I think, with me listening, come from Pro Football Weekly or whoever started this thing about NFL. I mean, that didn't come from the fans in the beginning. They might have they might have took it and started moving with it, but that talk came from Pro Pro, Pro Football Weekly or whoever the well you know, the it, it, it came them. from different publications and different scouts that have right. him rated that. So right. they're just doing their jobs, right? Right. right. You don't. And it's so not. You don't the blame fans. them, but by the right. same token, that does raise the expectation because look. Exactly. This guy's a first-round guy. He should be doing this and this and this. And even though, I I will also say, in fairness to them, when they say it, if you read afterwards, they'll say things like, he's raw, he's a project, you know, he'll need help, he'll need work, but he has all the raw, blah, blah. So, I mean, all that, and you throw it into the stew, I hear what you're saying. He's got the measurables, he's got the arm strength. But then there's other things with the, you know, with the having the, you know, being able to make the plays. Sure. That, you know, so. Sure. Anyway, I appreciate you staying Okay. Here. Appreciate your call. Thank you. 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, as we go along today, we hope to have uh, some of the other high school football coaches whose teams are still uh, in the uh, state playoffs. We're also going to be talking to Kurt Weiler, who covers FSU. He'll be here at the uh, bottom of the hour, so uh, we'll get some more info 
on FSU's season here as well. Uh, Sam has an interesting email. He says, if Richardson doesn't come back, do the Gators go to the portal for a quarterback? Yes. Yes. I, I think so. Do you have or, I mean, maybe we don't get to see practice. So maybe they have faith in Kitna. Maybe they have faith in somebody else that they think could, you know, ascend to that position. My gut says, do you want to start with that young a player again? So I would think they would go to the portal for some veteran help. Lewis, hello. Hey, thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Listen, I meant to ask this the other day when I was on the call. Um, do you think if um, AR was on a Georgia or or a Tennessee team or some of the better teams now in the SEC, would he be a superstar? No. He would not be a superstar. So you don't think the other pieces that these teams have that Florida doesn't have would elevate his game. Uh, well, let, let's take those pieces, okay? I think Florida has two of the best running backs in the SEC. It, it, that's a given. Okay. Um, if you look at the receivers like, like that Tennessee has, you know, I, I think Florida has a couple that could play at Tennessee. But, you know, would they start there? Probably not. So, you know, could he be better because of better receivers, yes. But I think the and, other thing and is... And a better offensive line that would give him a, a chance to be well, somewhat of Florida's a... offensive line hasn't given up that many sacks. They've done a pretty good job. But what it's I was going to say... It's not all about sacks, Steve. It's I understand. Yeah. I understand. Okay, passing time... You know that that one thousand one one thousand. Yeah. And you got and then the, and then the next that final question is, um, has Florida ever had in the games they lost a working functioning two minute drill? I just haven't seen it. I'm just trying to think back. Um, well, two minute time. drill. They've scored quickly at times, no, no, but not in the classic. You know, we're going to get the clock at a minute 15 and, and go do something. No, not that I can recall. Okay, I agree with you. They, they just don't have, and I think that's something they need to work on because they, they squander time just before the half in these games they've lost, and at the end of the game they're out of timeouts. Anthony Richardson is get a plate get a plate that throws over the middle of the field instead of to the sideline. Just doesn't seem that they're working on that much. All right, thank you for your call. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Quateraro. Santa Fe men's basketball heads to Tallahassee for a matchup with Tallahassee Community College tonight with tip-off scheduled for 6 o'clock. We've got a busy weekend in Gator sports coming up, starting with some Thanksgiving basketball showdowns. The women's basketball team heads to St. Pete, to take on Green Bay in the St. Pete Showdown at 3 o'clock. Then the men take on Xavier as part of the Phil Knight Legacy event. Tip-off for that game is set for 5.30 from Portland. You can tune in to coverage right here starting at 5 o'clock. 
Moving into Black Friday, the Gators take on the Seminoles in the 66th rendition of the Florida-Florida State game with coverage starting at 4.30 right here. The men's basketball team will take on either Duke or Oregon State on Friday as the Phil Knight Legacy event rolls on. And that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteraro. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. During the season of giving, it can be dangerously easy to give away more than you want. Sweater for mom, video game for Jake, and my credit card for someone named Gina? More online activity can mean more exposed personal info, but LifeLock by Norton has identity theft protection all wrapped up. And if you become a victim, we'll work to fix it on your behalf. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year with promo code NEWS. Go to LifeLock.com. Yellowstone, television's number one show, is back on Paramount Network. I, John Dudley, do solemnly swear to uphold the Constitution of the state of Montana against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Featuring an all-star cast led by Academy Award winner Kevin Costner. The invasion is over. They will fight you dirty. Is there any other way? As the Dutton family fights to protect their legacy, they'll learn power has a price. Signing this is a declaration of war. We're already at war. Yellowstone, new episodes Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Paramount Network. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs. Okito America's new location is now open, and we want to celebrate the grand opening with you. Come help us in the Gainesville Chamber of Commerce. Cut the ribbon to Okito's second location next to the Flip Factory at 7420 West Newberry Ave on Thursday, December 1st from 5 to 7 p.m. Join us for food, music, giveaways, and tours as we showcase the new Okito America, where you'll find the same great martial arts and dance classes and the same great after-school programs. Okito America, now with two locations to better serve Gainesville. RSVP today on our Facebook page. Autism. Did you know that one out of every 44 children in the U.S. is now identified as having an autism spectrum disorder? At the Autism Society of Florida, we've spent over three decades ensuring that people with autism enjoy full participation and self-determination in every aspect of life through initiatives like drowning prevention, first responder training, advocacy, and support groups. Become a member of the Autism Society of Florida. Visit AutismFL.org. AutismFL.org. The Mary Wise Show, Tuesday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. By the way, did you see what Anthony Richardson said? When we beat Florida State, 
interesting. All right. A lot was made uh, of Richardson not running the ball the other day. Um, So let me have you hear this from the horse's mouth. Here's Billy Napier talking about Richardson and the run game. There's not many plays where he's not involved in it. You know, I think uh, much like a pass pattern that you call, you know, sometimes the coverage dictates where the ball goes. Um, you know, Anthony was forced to hand the ball off quite a bit in the game. You know, so, um, you know, we the design run, you know, we came back with a few of those in the second half, but to some degree, and that's happened before, you know, I mean, when Montreal and Trevor get handed the ball and they have success, typically he's eliminating one player, right, by reading that defender. So I think the key there is that we continue to take what the defense gives us, right? So uh, nothing significant on that end. You heard what he said right there, right? They forced him, his word, they forced him to hand the ball off. So that tells me they took away his option. Okay? Now, here's Richardson on his runs uh, in the RPO. Uh, I know there were times I could have, you know, pulled the ball and probably, you know, ran backwards into the end zone. Uh, I didn't realize until after I handed the ball off, you know, especially when it comes to RPOs and, and reads, stuff like that. Sometimes you can, you know, misjudge the way a defense is playing you or, you know, the way that you're supposed to attack the defense. So uh, I think there were times I could have I could have did it, but, you know, uh, it's in the past now. I can't do anything about it now. Th- that says it all. Those two statements from Coach Napier and AR say it. No debate. That's coming from them. Todd says, fans and media saw moments of AR's physical talent last year. No one denies his physical talent. But it was then when the media started writing articles about the Gator QB, positioning him for the Heisman in the NFL, he said there's no way fans create that hype. I disagree, Todd, because I sat here and heard it. And it may have been uh, in concert with, you know, some some in the media talking that, but it was what fans saw. It would look at that run. That that's not media created. That's two eyes watching him do what he did. Do do fans get it in some circles from the media in some ways? Yes, but I'm telling you because I, I sat here and heard it. It came from fans, too. And he says uh, he's the starter. Whether anybody likes it or not, he's the spark for the engine. We're now seeing his inconsistency in throwing, something we weren't able to see when he only came in at times. True. Hope he continues to turn the corner. Unfortunately, don't think the NIL pressure is going to allow him to. Do you really see him going? Will the team draft him? Or is he staying another year to develop? It can't really be about money now with NIL. This is what I think. If you're playing college basketball, what do you want to do? You want to go to the league. 
if you're playing college football, what do you want to do? You want to go to the league. And if somebody is going to make you a first-round draft choice and you get that feedback, he'd be stupid not to go because he could get hurt. I mean, I don't care if he stays another year. There's still going to be some things about his game that are raw, that, you know, development in the NFL hopefully will help him with. Steven says, who's your SEC football player of the year? Oh, my goodness. I'd have to think about that. I would have said Hendon Hooker, you know, before last week. Um, I'd have to think about that now. Kevin says, two questions. Do you think going into the Vandy game, Vandy's defense would have stuffed Florida's running game? No. Would you agree, given Florida five to seven plays on offense, it would seem hard to run any two-minute plays? I'm, I'm not sure I understand that. Um, I, I, Kevin, give me another email. I'm not sure what you mean there. Vince says, love the show as always. At the game, saw little passion or energy from anybody on the sideline, minus Ventrell Miller. AR shouldn't shoulder all the blame. He missed some plays, but also a lot of the reason we had a chance at the end. His inconsistency is the one consistent thing with him. I think most people would agree with that. That said, giving up run, poor game plan penalties, and a few adjustments were equally to blame. Hope we figure some things out and beat FSU Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Vince. Uh, and that goes for all who are listening. Uh, James says, with the increase of NFL-eligible players sitting out meaningless bowl games, what's the chances that Friday's AR's last game as a Gator? There's a chance. There's a chance. If he, you know, is going to go pro and he knows he's going to go pro, there's a chance, especially when the bowl game isn't exactly uh, – you know, the Rose Bowl. Uh, Pat says, great show as usual. Want to comment on a prior caller. And yesterday's regarding Richardson not being very smart. I would say a more appropriate description would not be a great football IQ. Doesn't mean he's not smart. Appears to me he doesn't read defense as well. Shane indicated in the broadcast there were times he should have pulled the ball. To Napier's credit, he's protecting his quarterback. Thanks for seeing both sides, helping us to see them too. Uh... Let's see. Are there, Charles, are there any testing possibilities for AR to diagnose any learning disabilities since he keeps repeating the same things? I'm not even going to go there. Um, let's get to Greg here to end the hour. Greg, hi. Hey, Steve, quick question before your 1 o'clock break. Um, I'm just curious what you thought of these upcoming games. It's really interesting that Florida basketball has a game on Thanksgiving night. I'm really excited for that. So just a simple question. I'll listen to your answer off air. What, in your opinion, is more likely, Florida football wins in Tallahassee or Florida basketball wins at Xavier? And I'll listen off air. Go Gators. Okay, thank you. Uh, I think Florida wins at Xavier right now. Okay, but – as we have seen in this crazy college football season, right? Anybody see South Carolina putting 63 on Tennessee? I don't think so. So every game is its own deal. And we have seen that really with Florida, right? 
there's times Florida's played pretty good. And there's times they haven't. And it's what most people thought at the beginning of the year when they talked six, seven, or maybe eight wins. But it changes when the season starts. It changes when you see how the team is. All right. Kevin's – oh, I see. Okay, Kevin says – Shane says there's only uh, five to seven plays. No, he doesn't say there's only five to seven plays Florida can run. I do think, though, that Shane did say he thinks the playbook is limited. But in the two-minute drill, right – you're not going to run a whole lot of fancy stuff, right? It's about matriculating down the field, and it's about taking what the defense gives you. I mean, they understand the clock too, Kevin. So are they playing prevent? Are they playing, you know, soft? Are they you know, not going to let anything go, go over your head? So sometimes it's a matter of taking what the defense gives you in a two-minute drill. But look, the other day – you know, the last two throws that Anthony made, unfortunately, you know, marred a pretty good day. I agree with Shane. You know, why are they going to the sideline there? The game should have been over there. That that play did them no good. And then, you know, throwing the ball in the fourth row as well. That didn't help. Peyton says, what's the weirdest, most unusual, non-traditional sport you've ever talked about in the show, whether it be with a guest or a caller? Curling. Curling. During the Olympics, somebody called and said, I mean, they must have watched it and said, you know, the United States did. And I have, I mean, I've watched curling, but I know nothing about it. So that's probably, Peyton, the weirdest. uh, Because they were just like serious, like a serious discussion of curling. And okay, good. That's probably it. Hour two coming up. Lots of guests coming up. Of course, time for your questions, calls, and comments too. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WR. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith, talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain... 
My face pops up. But you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Time for new tires? Well, trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan, tell them what you drive, and you can use their easy-to-use decision guide. They'll show you the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They've got the full lineup of Hankook tires, test results, tire ratings, consumer reviews, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal information like your name and address from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. That's discover.com slash online privacy protection.
Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Just a quick show reminder here. Lots of guests coming up in this hour. Tomorrow, final show of the week. Uh, we'll do prognostication Friday tomorrow, and we'll do a Florida FSU uh, football preview show as well. So all that is going to come your way tomorrow. Right now, though, we're going to continue talking to some of the area coaches still involved in the state high school playoffs. Columbia is there after a 17-15 win for Demetri Jackson's team last week. Now they'll take on Choctahatchee. Uh, Demetri, congratulations. You know, sometimes you got to win 35-30. Sometimes you got to win 17-15. But at this point, winning and advancing is pretty good, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it, win it by one point, you just want to win. Uh, what were some of the keys for you in getting that win? Um, we needed some of our big-time players to step up and make some great plays. And it started with uh, Trey Tolliver returning the opening kickoff, 97 yards. Then Jaden Robson probably had a game of his life uh, with an interception return for a touchdown, a uh, block punt return set up, and numerous sacks and tackles. Um, and then uh, our special teams guy of Rolando, uh, hadn't made a whole lot of field goals, but he made it one when we needed the most. And um, being able to just pull out that win was, was huge for us. Um, on a night that our offense couldn't really get going, um, our defense and special team stepped up. Was it that kind of a, you know, with that kind of score? You know, Dimitri, sometimes you know how games go. Teams can commit turnovers, it gets sloppy. But was it sort of a defensive struggle for both teams most of the night? Yes, it was definitely wasn't a whole lot of turnovers for our offense. We just couldn't get anything going uh, with our run game. They did a good job of um, crowding the line of scrimmage and taking away um, the inside run game. And then every time we get a nice run, uh, we get an untimely penalty. It kind of put us back in a bad situation. Um, but, you know, it, was just, it just hats off to both defense. I think both defense played great. Um, our defense you know, really came out and created a few more turnovers and got us some points defensively. Um, but it, it was it was a battle uh, for both offense to try to muster a whole lot of points. Tell me about Choctaw. Uh, Choctaw is uh, coached by Frank Beasley, a uh, guy that we're familiar with. He was one-time uh, coach here at Columbia um, and also worked at Florida High School Athletic Association. So we're very familiar with him as a coach. Um but Choctaw is a very uh, balanced team, well-coached team. Um, they got a quarterback um, that can throw it all over the, the, the yard. Um, they got a running back that has a ton of yardage. So um, in order for us to be successful, we're going to have to stop that quarterback and that running back. Um, and then defensively, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, the biggest thing about Choctaw, they're finding a way to win. They were down to uh, Pine Forest, and they were down to St. Augustine. Um, the last two games, but they, they clawed back and found a way to win. So there's no quit in this team, and we got to make sure we go out and we play the best that we can um, and put them away and, and, and understand that they're going to keep fighting, but we just got to keep playing. And I'll leave you with this. Uh, it's always good when you can practice near Thanksgiving. That that means your season's going pretty good, right? Exactly. That's That's always been one of our goals is to make sure we're practicing on Thanksgiving week. Um, that's kind of a measure stick for a lot of coaches, knowing that if you're practicing 
um, that week, that means you, you have a deep playoff run. And so here we are week three of the playoffs. Uh, great, got a great opponent in Choctaw coming into town, and we are actually hosting it. So we want to look to all of our listeners, man, come out. Uh, the game is Friday night at 7. Um, we are playing at home in the jungle um, versus a quality opponent. Day after Thanksgiving, 7 p.m., pick up your tickets American Pond. But we really want to thank all of you guys for all the support, and um, thank you, Steve Russell, for having us on. Dimitri, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, and good luck to you, man. Continued success. Thank you. You got it. Dimitri Jackson done a great job. Okay. Uh, we are now going to talk to, I think, View Holes coach Mark Whittemore. His practice ran long, uh, certainly understandable. We'll try to get him here. P.K. Young is still in the playoffs as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Kevin Doling. And then uh, Cornelius Ingram's team is still in the playoff hunt too. Uh, we'll talk to C.I. as well. And we'll also talk uh, with Kurt Weiler, who covers FSU, uh, for Osceola Rivals. So a lot coming up here uh, in this uh, second hour of Sports Scene today. All right, let's bring in Beals coach Mark Whittemore. Uh, his team last week a 54-33 winner. Mark, your offense, man, at least by points scored. You know, sometimes defenses score points, but you're humming along, man. you got to be pretty pleased with what your offense is doing. Yeah, I really am. Uh, you know, it's a little bit – little bit different than last year on our final four run and the the year before that as we went pretty deep in the playoffs you know we were a little bit more uh you know defense first uh this year just just so happens to be you know balls bouncing a little differently and uh and and we are playing really really uh high caliber offense right now some dude named creed Whittemore had a big game last week too i mean look he he's the catalyst here but what's some of the reasons mark you're playing so well offensively well uh i think for one thing uh we are we are running the football at a at a really high efficiency right now uh you know we're averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight yards a carry uh and that with the speed that we have on the edges at receiver uh, and and Creed's ability to to throw the football well and uh, be a you know a threat to run um, or, or a threat to pass. I, I mean you know that dual threat in his in in his arsenal uh, just makes us pretty potent. Tell me about Bartram Trail. Bartram Trail is the best team in our in our league right now. Uh, this part of the state, at least, you know it's them. Uh, it's Lakeland, it's Venice, and then we're, you know, we're right there behind them uh, from a standpoint of, you know, just our makeup. They're a, you know, they're a 12-0 football team. What can you say? Uh, they do everything right. Uh, they do everything right at the right time. Um, so you can't go in there like we did prior. We, we went in there for the district championship and lost 21-7 to, to seven, or 21-6. to six. Um, just because our mentality wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't as fine-tuned as theirs. Uh, that's just bottom line. So they're, uh, they're formidable. There's no, no question. Well, I'll end with this, Mark, because I think you brought up a great point here. Did it help your kids to be able to play them, see what, you know, didn't go right, and then learn from that? Does that help in some way? I 
think it helps us absolutely, Steve. Uh, you know, first of all, we we tweaked some things offensively after that game. That was game seven, I believe. And, uh, you know, we became a little bit more balanced run to pass. Um, I know some people don't like that term, but I do. Uh, you know, I believe in, in utilizing all of your uh, available weapons, and sometimes that's running, sometimes it's throwing, uh, sometimes it's running more. Like you look at our win last week, and uh, we, we looked like we were a single wing team. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, 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 we threw the ball, you know, seven completions for 81 yards. Uh, obviously, he had three touchdowns, but, but you know, we, we didn't have to throw the football. But, it, but, you know, morphing in a way that allows us to, to play offense as a, as a run first team or as a pass first team gives us, uh, you know, it gives us a lot of wiggle room. Last thing, given what you see with Bart with Bartram Trail, what's got to go right for you to win? Uh, for us, we've, we've got to play heads-up football. You know, we've got to play real headsy. Uh, we, we cannot allow them to, to uh, you know, outthink us. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not necessarily talking about from an X's and O's standpoint. I'm talking about from an eye discipline standpoint. Uh, they they do a great job of keeping themselves disciplined, and our uh, defense and offense has to do the same thing. We've got to be patient, Steve. Uh, take shots when we need to, but not be uh, not be antsy uh, when, when when we're trying to be methodical. So that's pretty much the long and short of it. I appreciate you having me on today. I appreciate you doing it, Mark. Good luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Mark Whittemore, Buholtz's football coach. They're on a good roll. Let's hope they, they stay that way. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. P.K. Young's Kevin Doling joins us next ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quateraro. We've got a busy weekend in Gators sports coming up, starting with some Thanksgiving basketball showdowns. The women's basketball team heads to St. Pete to take on Green Bay in the St. Pete showdown at 3 o'clock. Then the men take on Xavier as part of the Phil Knight Legacy event. Tip-off for that game is set for 5.30 from Portland, but tune in coverage right here starting at 5 o'clock. Moving into Friday, the Gators take on the Seminoles in the 66th rendition of the Florida-Florida State game, with coverage starting right here at 4.30. Santa Fe men's basketball heads to Tallahassee for a matchup with Tallahassee Community College tonight with tip-off scheduled for 6 o'clock. The men's basketball team will take on either Duke or Oregon State on Friday as the Phil Knight Legacy event rolls on, and the Gators volleyball team takes on Ole Miss from Oxford. That's your Gators Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterara. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville Inventory Clearance Sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99 percent and rebates up to six thousand dollars enjoy free extended factory warranties on select polaris models and payments under 99 dollars per month on youth models now's the time polaris of gainesville is the place for the end of season inventory clearance sale us 441 between
between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest and rates determined by lender with approved credit. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Monday night football, Thursday night football, and Sunday night football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, one thing's for sure, P.K. Young's football team last week wasn't caught in a trap. Uh, Kevin Doling's team played very, very well, and they continue in the state football playoffs. So we're going to talk to him now. Kevin, congrats on a big game last week. What was just, I mean, looking at the score, was that your most complete game of the year? You know what, that, uh, that absolutely was our most complete game. We had uh, both running backs uh, almost reach 100 yards. We had big plays from our receivers. The defense stepped up in a big way, and uh, even the special teams was on point. So I was uh, really, really proud of them after Friday night. Could you tell, I mean, you know, you've coached long enough. Sometimes you can really tell if your team's, you know, mentally ready, physically ready. Did you feel that before the game the other night? So, funny story, before the game, you know, we actually uh, got stuck in some bad traffic. We had our bus driver take a wrong turn. We only had about 30 minutes to really get warmed up. And it's funny you say that because I, just seeing the boys, even with all the adversity that we had to deal with getting there, they hopped up, pads on, ready to go. So I knew it was going to be a uh, it was going to be a locked in experience for us, and I was proud of them for overcoming all the uh, the, the ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I guess the other thing too, when you look at the season you've had, it's been you know a little up and down. Maybe not what you expected in some ways, but uh, does sometimes that adversity help a little bit as you you know go along in the season? Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, we've we've dealt with some uh, some craziness pretty much all year. Like I told you last time, you know, we played a game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, and so for for the young guys, for the young group that we have to go through so much uh, so much trouble and trauma this year, and and 
you know, it, it definitely primed us for a, uh, another experience like it was Friday. You know, we, the boys got off the bus, like I said, 30 minutes before game time and, and hopped up ready to go. I think you're, if I'm wrong, please tell me, I think your score last week was 35-3. Was that your best yes, defensive performance too? Oh, absolutely. You know, we were pretty prepared for what they were going to throw at us. Uh, we knew that their strength was running the quarterback, and our defensive coordinator, yeah, he did a great job, had them ready. But I really think it's, you know, it's tough with a young team, and we knew it was going to kind of be the situation where they were going to have to learn throughout the year. And it's a great situation for us that they're really starting to get comfortable right now, and we're kind of uh, peaking at the right here at the end of the season. We're really in a rhythm, and, and that's especially offensively and defensively. I'm really uh, – Excited to see what Friday can be. Well, speaking of that, tell me about Trinity Catholic. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a very talented and large group of human beings playing football. <laughs> uh, but you know, my boys are going to be a little more comfortable than they were the first time. You know, we had some health issues that we were dealing with, and and we're going to be fully uh, full go with our uh, our roster this week. And and I think the guys are comfortable. You know, they know what to expect. They've been through it once before. They know it's a talented big strong group of people that they're going to be playing against but it's not the first time so we're going to be settled in hopefully and uh, I want to see if we can give them a challenge you know one of the things I think is great I I know when I was coaching football I I really like to see like at the beginning of the year what were we running offensively and then toward the end of the year you know how much did we put in how much did the kids absorb you know, how much did they change in what they were doing? Can you discuss that a little bit? Have you changed much offensively and put in different things from the start of the year to now? So, you know, we do a really good job of uh, of going step-by-step, step, kind of putting in our base offense at the beginning of the year and making sure that they are really, really comfortable with running some of our, our base stuff. But now we're at a point where, you know, I'm, I'm scheming for every team that we're going to see, and, and hopefully we can throw some things at Trinity on Friday that they've never seen before. You know, we got a bunch of really smart kids at PK, and uh, they're they're good learners too, so they pay attention, they listen well. I think uh, the ability to be able to throw something completely new to a defense is a, a big plus for us because, like I said, you know we we can get uh, pretty pretty you know broad in our our play calling now. Yeah, don't you love that? And isn't it great to be practicing around Thanksgiving? <laughs> There's nothing better than that. We <laughs> talked to the boys. We're one of the best uh, eight football teams in our classification. And that's something to be proud of. I, I, they looked at the schedule for a while, and I know they were stressed about it, but I told them just keep your head down, keep working, and we're going to be right where we want to be at the end of the year. Well, Kevin's team will take on Trinity Catholic. Uh, should be a challenge, but I wish you a lot of luck and continued success. Thanks for doing this, Kevin. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving. Same to you. Thank you. Kevin Doling has done a really nice job with P.K. Young. Trinity Catholic, though, good team. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, when they take them on uh, and – uh, wish them a lot of success. All right, we got a couple of minutes here before our next guest, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. We're going to be talking to Kurt Weiler, who covers Florida State, uh, what he's seen uh, with that team, and then we'll end the day by talking to Cornelius Ingram. Uh, Bradley says, what's it mean for the program revoking Marcus Stokes? I, I don't know what it what the question, what, it, what do you mean, what does it mean? Uh, help me with that, Bradley. I'm not, I'm not sure how to answer that. Uh, Keith says, uh, in all kinds of weather, this is the most overstated phrase by Gator Nation. The quick reversals exhibited by many in our fan base are amazing. 
We can all be disappointed in certain games, coaches or players, but the fire this guy, replace bench this guy attitude doesn't move our program forward one inch. I often wonder just how well many folks perform at their professions. This past week, AR was the third-rated quarterback behind Stroud and Rattler and above Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. But many folks won him benched. No excuse to lose to Vanny, but in no way did our quarterback cost them the game. Friday's probably our last chance to see him play in a Gator uniform. I see no reason for him to play in our bowl game. I'll be pulling for him, the team, and the coaches to perform at their highest levels. That's an email. Um, not me. BB says, um, I truly believe your callers don't remotely mean anything close, but I cringe when they say Anthony's not smart. Could be misinterpreted as being racist and cause unintended hurt. Besides, he's a smart kid, and all quarterbacks, even in the NFL, have different skill sets and levels of proficiency. Um, so he will he will participate into uh, our uh, prognostication Friday, taking place tomorrow. So uh, that's exactly what we will have. And uh, let's see here. Sam says, Steve, not much talk about Gator basketball. Give them a grade early on. I'd give them a B. I, I don't think Todd Golden would say an A, but I mean, I, I think the way they came back against Florida State, they, they could have folded up their tents because FSU was hitting everything and Florida couldn't throw it in the Atlantic Ocean. But they came back and won, so, you know, I think for that, pretty good. 126, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, Arthrex is the global medical device company and leader in new product development and medical education in orthopedics. They're committed to delivering uncompromising quality to the healthcare pros who use their products and then, of course, to the millions of patients whose lives they impact in products they use. Arthrex right now is experiencing a lot of growth, and you have the chance to be at the forefront of the orthopedic medical device industry. They're hiring now at their three manufacturing facilities in California, South Carolina, and right here in Florida. To find out how you can join the team and join in a great career, go to careers.arthrex.com for more information. That's careers.arthrex.com. Here at Gary's Tackle Box, we're excited. It's our 12th annual customer appreciation sale, celebrating you. Monday, November 21st through the 23rd, we'll have tons of store-wide savings, including our huge selection of reels, rods, and the area's most solid stock of line, weights, floats, hooks, and tons of lures. Oh, yeah, we're also giving away stuff all week. Yeah, baby! Come enter to win one of our two huge tackle boxes stuffed with your favorite lures, one fresh and one saltwater. Win gear from Aftco, Bahio, Bass Assassin, 13 Fishing, Spro, Big Bike Baits, Nomad Design, and more. Like Rapala, Lunker Hunt, Sunline, Dobbins Rods, St. Croix, Strike King, Luz, River to Sea, Shimano, Pure Flats Lures, and many more. If you fish or know someone who likes to fish, mark your calendars now and come join us for your chance to win. Plus, a free event t-shirt with every purchase while they last. Gary's Tackle Box, the 12th annual customer appreciation sale, November 21st through the 23rd. See you there. Find them on Facebook at Gary's Tackle Box. 
Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Planning a road trip this fall? Maximize your fuel economy by inflating tires to proper pressure and packing light. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Tres Leches pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Skies will remain mostly cloudy through the afternoon, with temperatures getting into the upper 60s and low 70s. Rain chances will hold off for the time being, but they will start to increase, especially after sunset tonight, with a chance for showers through the overnight hours and into early Wednesday. After that, we should dry out Wednesday into Thursday, with temperatures in the low 70s. Rain chances return by Friday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. I know it's early, but I like to see kind of signs of when that guy comes back or that guy gets healthy. I don't know how healthy Clay Thompson's going to be. I don't know this version of Clay Thompson how good he's going to be. But right now, you know, you're wasting these efforts from Steph Curry. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Florida, Florida State on a Friday night in Tally. Guy who's covered the Seminoles for a long time, George is now Kurt Weiler, covering the Seminoles for Osceola Rivals. Kurt, always good to have you back. Uh, let's. It, it's been kind of a, you know, they started out well, hit a little low in the middle. They've won four in a row. They're not great teams that they beat, but... 
let's take a look at last year's FSU team and this year's team, Kurt. Where has the most improvement occurred? Yeah, that's a good question. I appreciate you having me, Steve. Sure. Um, I, I would say, I, I would say, I mean, you look at the the wide receivers. I mean, it was a unit that through two years had been a had been a struggle. I mean, they didn't have that that playmaker, and I think they really had quite a few different playmakers this season. There, I think the uh, Marquise and Douglas became the twelfth player to catch a touchdown pass this season in the Louisiana game, which is, I think, the most in, in 40 years in the FSU football program. And I think that has rounded out the, pat, the the offense overall really well just because, I mean, we saw success on the ground even when the pass game wasn't there. But, I mean, Jordan Travis has uh, continued to grow and definitely has the talent around him now that, I mean, the offense is in the, the top ten nationally in, in yards per play and is definitely starting to look like what we thought we were get, getting in, in a Mike Norvell offense. You know, I don't care if it's Alabama, Kurt. There's always areas of concern. Uh, where where are any areas of concern for FSU? Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't want to say, I mean, concern. But I think, I mean, what Florida State's done in four straight weeks, I mean, four, four straight games by 25 points is impressive. I don't think it's an especially long list that could do that to four teams, kind of regardless of, talent level four weeks in a row for four FBS teams. But, yeah, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, how does Florida State handle, I think, the uh, the, the best team kind of on the back half of its schedule in this post-bye week. I think that is Florida, regardless of uh, what happened last week for the Gators. I think the defense has been great. But I'm interested to see, I mean, mobile quarterbacks gave them a bit of a problem earlier this season. Willie Cunningham had some success there, so did uh, – Jane Daniels, obviously Florida has one, kind of unlike many in the country with how fast and big he is. I think that will be an interesting test. I think the defense has been playing very well lately, but it should ramp up a bit this weekend in terms of degree of difficulty. You know, the offensive line, as you know, wasn't that long ago, was a real, real sore spot with this team. That area has gotten a whole lot better. What's caused that? I think it's Alex Atkins. I think, I mean, they didn't have much continuity there from the end of Rick Trickett's time into two different uh, offensive line coaches in, in Willie Taggart's two season and Alex Atkins. I mean, from early on, it seems like he was a guy who was around long enough was going to make the strides, and it's taken time. But, I mean, they've had some continuity there, which has been a big deal. I mean, they've got some guys who played as true freshmen or retro freshmen who are now redshirt, what, sophomores or redshirt juniors have really grown up. They've added a few important transfers and uh, built some real depth there, and it's uh, been impressive to uh, – to witness that i mean i think there was a case to be made that they should have been i mean florida state's offensive line could have been one of the uh semi-finalists for the uh, joe moore award was left off the list and i mean alex atkins is a semi-finalist for the uh broils award for the top assistant coaches this year and i would say i mean it's well deserved based on i mean like you said what he did for a unit that had been frankly bad for a number of years before his arrival where is the fan base now kurt in terms of coach norvell they're all in. I think, I mean, they, they they were patient through the first two seasons. I think they understood he inherited a worse situation than Willie Taggart and that he was going to need some time. But I think especially this year, I mean, this step forward in, in, in to go from three wins to five wins to, I mean, eight now, chance for nine Friday and maybe even ten in a bowl game is, uh, is, is notable. And so I think they are, I mean, like I said, you're seeing this be the real microbell offense. I think you're seeing the defense grow in confidence in kind of third year in, in Adam Fuller's scheme. I think the question now turns to 
it's not probably a 2023 class question just because of how late in this recruiting cycle it is. But how can he do in recruiting? Because obviously I think he it's known he's kind of going up against uh, him and his staff are going up against two really strong recruiting head coaches in Billy Napier and, and Mario Cristobal. And so I think now it turns to when people are all in and now the, the hope is and what I think the maybe the last domino to fall before believing that Mike Novell could, could be here for quite a while and have long-term success is how can he do win-winning as a recruiter? Uh, how is this, I, I'm going to ask a silly question, but, you know, sometimes when you're where Florida is and where Florida State was, this game, because it used to be so good and it meant so much, maybe lost a little bit of its luster. Has it for Florida State, or is this still a big deal? Oh, no. I mean, it, it hasn't whatsoever. I mean, you look at it, I think it's quite possible had Florida gone and beaten Vandy last week, this would have been potentially the uh, a, a first matchup of these teams as ranked opponents since 2016. I mean, obviously, yes, both have had their struggles lately. Florida had some success there for a while under Dan Mullen, and obviously it's been a while since both have been good. But I think there is reason to think, I mean, Florida State is, is trended, has trended in the right direction. I think there's reason to think Florida can too. But no, I mean, don't don't tell uh, any Florida State. I mean, Mike Morrell won't say their name. That's kind of something him and I think uh, the team doesn't really do. They don't, they don't mention Florida by name. And it's uh, I think uh, he, he admitted kind of he most coaches live in the, the, the world of, you know, next game, next practice, very, very in the moment. But he admitted that uh, in his first meeting each season, there are two games he, he kind of mentions to his team, and that's Miami and that's Florida. Last question. Uh, there's been help at receiver. The offensive line is better. But just watching Travis play, he seems light years ahead of last year. What's made him better? I mean, for one, he's been healthy for an entire season. That hadn't been the case, and that was kind of something we were trying to see from him. But I think uh, he's grown remarkably confident in Mike Norvell's offense now in year three. I mean, having been around for a while, I think it took a while, but talking to him before the season, he would talk about kind of, I'm confident with whatever he wants to call. There used to be things I preferred more. There used to be things I was more confident with. Now he kind of has that full grasp that took a little time. But, yeah, I mean, his growth as a passer has been remarkable. I think he uh, wasn't seen as someone who would be a likely NFL prospect. And I'm not saying by any means he's going to be a first and second round pick this next year, or or if he were to come back, he does have one more year of eligibility. But I mean, he uh, his growth as a passer paired with the athleticism that we knew he had has made him quite a uh, a, a well rounded. Uh, he throws a pretty deep ball. I think he throws the intermediate stuff. He throws the middle of the field, and I think he used to be a a knock against them. He kind of can do it all, and I think yeah, has has established himself into a prospect that I I wasn't sure he would ever do. Where can people see your work, Kurt? Yeah, the Osceola on the Rivals Network. We'll have plenty in the lead up to. And and after uh, Friday Friday's game. Okay, always appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Kurt Weiler covers the team for Osceola Rivals. All right, uh, Cornelius Ingram will be our final guest today. In just a minute, three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Once again, uh, just to remind you, tomorrow our final show of the week we will combine sports scene uh with uh our pregame show uh that we do uh for gator football so that is going to be coming your way uh tomorrow and then obviously we'll take a break uh for 
the holiday. Uh, Brad said uh, about uh, withdrawing Stokes' scholarship. I mean, there was no choice there. I, I'm not quite sure what you're asking, but I mean, it, in this day and age, that that's I mean, nothing else could have been done. I, I don't know what else there is to say about that. You, you know, everybody talks about having free speech. You do have free speech. You can say whatever you want, but there are consequences for what you say. That's the other side uh, of the equation with that. Uh, two emails. Uh, Dan uh, says, have you taken a look at FSU in terms of their numbers and where they relate to Florida? Um, Yes, but you have to be careful with that a little bit. You know, Florida's played in the SEC. I'm not knocking the ACC, but I think most people think, you know, the SEC is a little better. Um, but it really, it when it comes Friday night, all of that gets thrown out the window. It really does. You know, these two teams want to beat each other. You know, Florida wants to get some respect and get to seven wins. And FSU wants to stay ranked and beat Florida. So and, and get to a pretty decent bowl game, you would think. So a lot uh is on the line for both teams. And I think that's you know, it's not Spurrier and Bowden, it's not, you know, two top five teams going at it year to year, uh looking back, how spoiled we got when that was the case. For all those years, and like Coach Spurrier says, you know, semis beat them, beat him more than they beat the, he beat them. Um, they were really good, so you know it isn't quite that level yet, but both teams certainly want to win. One forty-two time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM. Good afternoon, I'm Madison Walker. The Gators men's basketball team will play at Xavier this Thursday at 5.30. And for the women's basketball team, they will play at Green Bay on Thursday at 3. Florida's volleyball team will travel to Oxford this weekend to play at Ole Miss in an SEC series matchup. The team will play Friday and Saturday. Lastly, the Gator football team will play in Tallahassee this weekend to face Florida State. The game is Friday and will begin at 7.30. That's all for me today, and that's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. 
Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. You still have time to get a seat at the best Thanksgiving Eve buffet in town. This Wednesday, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is hosting a premium buffet with a turkey and ham carving station and all the Thanksgiving sides you love, including desserts like pecan and pumpkin pie, plus your favorites from Spurrier's farm-to-table menu, including shrimp and grits and short ribs risotto. Go to Spurrier's.com to make your reservation for our premium Thanksgiving Eve buffet this Wednesday right now. Only a few seats left. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. The WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online WRUF.com. Well, we've gone over uh, with all the coaches that are involved in state football playoff action still alive. One is left, and that is Hawthorne. And their coach, Cornelius Ingram, joins us. CI, congrats on last week. Let's start with that. I've asked all the coaches who've come on here, look back on last week. What'd you like? Uh, I, I think we finished well. Um, we were down going into halftime, but at the same time, we were still confident that, that we could come out and, and win the game. Um, I love the way my guys finished against a, a, a great offensive Wildwood team. Um, and that's what it's about. You know, you go through adversity. Um, our kids never flinch, and um, it was a big home win for us. You, you mentioned you were down at the half, and I saw that. Did you make any significant changes? Did you just play better? What what made you better in the second half? Um, I think the guys relaxed more. Um, you know, the last probably four weeks um, of, of the season, um, we probably had two or three bye weeks. So uh, the offense was, you know, trying to find its rhythm. Um, I think the defense was actually playing playing great um, up to that point. And we knew we were, we were – uh, make some adjustments at halftime, and which we did, and we were confident we would we could come out and run the football. Um, and then uh, CJ was able to do uh, some things with his legs to help us in the run game. So 
uh, it was a fun night, man. It was a great night. You know, we had a lot of kids grow up, um, a lot of kids' first playoff game, um, but a lot of kids definitely uh, matured and grew up on, on, on Friday. You know, I, I asked some of the other guys this. See, I, when I was coaching middle school and, and we were playing for a championship, I, I, I told the kids, look around here. Mm-hmm. You're the only mm-hmm. team practicing. There's nobody mm-hmm. else here. It's just you. Mm-hmm. And and there's yeah. a lot of coaches now that want to be practicing around yeah. Thanksgiving. Do the kids understand that? They they understand it. Uh, we've had success over the last three, four years where we've had the opportunity um, to, to play um, Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, a lot of the kids who, who've been in the program, they know not to set Thanksgiving plans. Um, and, and families are aware of that as well. Um, and that just, you know, tells you what kind of program we have. And uh, it's crazy because we're finishing practice right now. But once we first got out, um, the guys were in the stretch lines and I was screaming and yelling the entire <laughs> the entire time about how, you know, other teams and other coaches, you know, wish they were practicing this week. Yep. So so we have a lot to be thankful for um, to, to be able to play um, in the state playoffs. And, uh, you know, we've actually had a good practice today. So. Uh, we're finishing up right now, but uh, it's, it's definitely fun preparing, man. I, I think our kids enjoy it. Um, they take a lot of pride in, in what we're doing, and that's why we're having success. Tell me about Pahokee. Um, <laughs> really good football team, man. Their quarterback can really throw it. Um, they have like three or four Division One receivers um, slash athletes, and then, of course, the quarterback being one of those guys as well as, as far as being a Division One prospect. So, um, you know, we beat them last year. So there's been a lot of uh, not trash talking, but uh, they've had this game circled on their schedule. I think they've made the statement as far as, um, you know, they wanted certain teams to lose so they could travel back to Hawthorne to play us. So um, this is a really good football team. We, we have to be on it. And um, I think we, we, we're taking the right steps uh, preparing early in the week as of right now. You know, I, I, to me, and, and look, you were a terrific athlete, a, a college player, a pro player. Mm-hmm. Winning never gets old. Do the never. kids in the community realize that too? I, I, think, I think they understand it now. Um, first couple of years, you know, Kids were still trying to figure it out. Well, you know, is, is, is this is this a fluke? And I always tell them, you know, year in and year out, we plan on having a a, a really good football program, not team. You know, good football team that normally lasts you a year, and then you know you're back to the drawing board. But we've laid a foundation here that the kids really believe in, and it starts with a great coaching staff and the kids buying into into the system. Um, and, and they're making sacrifices as well, like we just talked about. You know, a lot of kids, um, they could be with their parents or, or relatives for, for this week, and I have, I have no kids um, out of town, and I haven't the last four years. You know, they're here the entire week practicing, preparing to play on Thanksgiving weekend, and that's what it's about. But winning never gets old, and I think I have a bunch of competitive guys who want to continue to win, and when you have that, uh, yeah, the recipe for success says a lot about the town too. CI, when you know they could be making like like you said, making plans to go out of town for the holiday, and they don't. Mm-hmm. That says mm-hmm. a lot about the the town and the community too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our community is behind us one hundred and ten percent. 
Um, they've always been, and, and you know, it, it's still a great feeling. Even when you miss out on, you know, maybe traveling out of town uh, to visit relatives or family members, when, when you're able to come and watch some really good football on, on, on the Friday night and, and we, we've been winning those games, um, I think that makes up for it. It definitely makes up for it. But, but like, like you said, our town, um, they've been supporting us. Uh, families have, have been supporting us. And we also have newer kids here who, you know, probably came from somewhere where they didn't make the playoffs. So this is new to them. So, so they're getting familiar with how we do things here. Um, and I love where our program is. Good point. Always wish you luck, my friend. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Yep. You, you got to see. Uh, yep. Cornelius Ingram joining us here uh, on Sports. You've done a heck of a job uh, with that Hawthorne program, both in uh, football and uh, in basketball. All right. If you want to get uh, a quick call or email in, you can do so <clears throat> in the next five minutes. Uh, Jose, you big World Cup guy? Yeah? Go ahead. Yes, I, I'm, I'm following it right now. Okay. I've never gotten into that, and I feel guilty. Because, like, everybody here, not every, a lot of the, my students here were all going crazy over the U.S. playing yesterday. I, and I, I'm trying. The World Cup's special. I'm not saying it's not. Because a guy emailed and said, uh, George, I'm, I'm doing this to you because you said, um, you know, you haven't talked to any World Cup. I'll talk curling if you want, okay? But, you know, just it, it's never been a great uh, phone uh, conversation piece. It's more I think about, and I, I'll be very honest, if you said to me, you know, who's the favorite in the U.S.'s bracket, I I couldn't tell you. I, I just, uh, Andy, I just saw your email. I apologize. I didn't see it to ask uh, CI a question um, that you were going to ask. So, if I have him on again, I'll try to remember and ask that he asked if he was planning on uh, scheduling any games uh, with former Gators who are currently now coaching. Uh, all right, let's get to a call here. Chris, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. I yep. hope you have a good one. Same we really to you. appreciate what you do, uh, what you do, giving us some space to vent. Uh, unpopular opinion, but I don't think anyone actually really likes soccer. I think hipsters just say they like it because it makes them <laughs> seem more it makes them seem more worldly, Steve. I get it, like it's the most watched sport in all the world, but like you know, not not here. I, I just feel like it's like guys who are normally if you bring up sports they go, Oh, I don't pay attention to sports ball but then the World Cup comes on and all of a sudden they're aficionados. Anyway, um Steve, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the off season real quick. I know you don't have much time left, but like if Billy decides to uh, bring in an OC, I mean, I think Jeff Scott, I, I've heard rumors that like he ha would be a good fit with Billy. Um, he's available. Uh, if he brings someone in, you're talking about another year to learn a new system or make tweaks to the system. That would set Anthony back if he's here, and, and a first-time quarterback would have to learn a new system. Can you talk about the pros and cons of Billy making tweaks to his system or bringing in an OC? And I'll hang up and listen. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep, same to you, Chris. Thank you. Interesting question. Let me give you one take. If you bring in an offensive coordinator, it doesn't mean you change the offense. 
it means you that you say to that person, uh, hey, you're going to be the play caller in this offensive system. So it doesn't mean you have to change what you're doing offensively. Or you can tweak it a bit. And I think that's really misunderstood sometimes. Number two, uh, I'm using an extreme case here. Uh, the coach at USC, brand new coach, right? Brand new system. I think they're doing pretty well on offense. Now, okay, they don't play great defense in the Pac-12. I get it. But you, you, know, you see where I'm going there, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a learning curve. You can learn it pretty quickly sometimes. Tampa Mike says, no problem with AR's decisions. Coach Napier's okay with it. Who are we to continue to question? Napier also said in the postgame they weren't mentally focused. Some issues there, too, that folks observed. Time to get over it. Vandy was better. UF left too many points out there. Helped Vandy with points uh, on turnovers. Yep. Florida, you know, Alabama, for its coach, what it does, even mighty Alabama this year was not able at times to overcome its sloppiness and the mistakes that it made. And it finally caught up to them in a couple of games. Nobody's immune from that, right? So sometimes just happens that way. We got, uh, I think, one last call to get here, and then we're going to call it a day. Don't forget tomorrow. Oh, we're not going to have, okay, combination day tomorrow, uh, prognostication Friday, and, boy, there's lots of good games uh, we'll pick tomorrow. And then you'll get a closer look uh, at Florida, Florida State. You'll hear from uh, Gator coaches and players. You'll hear from Mike Norvell. Uh, you will hear from others as well we've already talked to, uh, and we'll kind of put that together for you uh, tomorrow. And we'll also know tomorrow uh, where Florida sits now in terms of SEC numbers. I always like to throw those at you for a reference point. You know, is Florida first in this? Are they last in this? Whatever. Try to do the same for Florida State uh, in the ACC for you as well. Well, today our guest list was long, and I want to thank them all. Uh, the football coaches we had here, P.K. Young's Kevin Doling, Buholtz's Mark Whittemore, Union County's Andrew Thomas, Columbia County's Demetric Jackson, uh, and uh, did I miss anybody? Cornelius Ingram uh, from Hawthorne. Thanks to all of them. Thanks to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus and Kurt Weiler, who covers the Seminoles for uh, Osceola Rivals. Thanks to Jose for making this all happen. Did a lot of work for him today. Did it well. Thank him for that. We thank you for listening. If you're not going to be around tomorrow, happy Thanksgiving to you. Be safe and enjoy family. Hopefully we do hear from you tomorrow, our final show of the week. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, 